0: Isn't it great to be together, worshipping our God? Well, good morning. And a very special welcome to everyone listening online. What a privilege to have you here too. Well, we've started a new series on the grand theme of You Are Made For More. It's the longing in our hearts, isn't it? To make a difference, to reach our potential, And Steve started us off, I thought, so beautifully last week, talking about taking off our masks and just being the person that God made us to be. You don't always have to be top of the class. You don't need to please people. You don't need to be perfect. And you don't have to pretend to be someone that you're not. The first step In reaching your potential, in being more, is just to be who you are. By the way, if you feel that one of those masks is a problem for you, come along to Search for Life. It's a life solutions course and it'll help you discover the root cause of putting that mask on in the first place. You'll get support to take the mask off and to be strongly just you. Well, today we're returning to Paul's wonderful little letter to Timothy for our next step. So let's open up this inspiring, friendly letter. It's from a mentor to his mentee, and it's full of warmth and love. Once you're ready to be just who you are, Paul tells Timothy, Fan into flames your spiritual gift. Today I want to explore with you why that's so important and help you to make your next step into living the productive life God has in mind for you. God made you for more. There's a brilliant God idea behind this advice to Timothy. Don't you just love brilliant ideas? And the thing is, brilliant ideas always need at least one other person to bring the dream to reality. In a moment, we're going to look at a clip. The best man has a brilliant idea to celebrate the wedding of his friend. Watch as he gets a few other people involved. A brilliant idea and lots of friends to make it happen. And here's another brilliant idea. A young man named Cedar felt badly about bees being crushed during the honey harvest. So he put his head together with his dad and they came up with a brilliant idea. Cedar, by the way, was also sick of being stung and spending a whole week harvesting the honey. He wanted a new method that was less stressful on the bees and the beekeeper. A brilliant idea. Take a look at this. It's a very cool idea. Did you know that bees are vanishing from the world? So Cedar and his dad are doing a great thing for the world. Look, from the start, Cedar needed more than just himself for this brilliant idea. Eventually, they had to do a crowd fund, to get the money that they needed to develop the prototype so they could sell it cheaply to a lot of people. It was one of the most successful crowd funds on social media and they quickly reached $2 million. So there's another brilliant idea, but needing lots and lots of people to make it happen. You get where I'm heading, don't you? So we've had a surprise at a wedding and Honey on Tap, but what about you? fanning your flames and getting involved in another brilliant idea. Well from these kind of cute examples there's two things I want you to realize. Brilliant ideas are very important and brilliant ideas are no good without dedicated people to get them off the ground. There's a brilliant equation here, brilliant idea plus lots of people working on it, amazing results. So let's return to Paul's letter. What's the brilliant idea behind Paul urging Timothy to use his spiritual gifts to the max? Paul is telling Timothy to tell the world that death is defeated and life can now be lived in a blaze of light and hope that's a brilliant idea. The whole point of Paul challenging Timothy to get going with his gifts is so that God's rescue mission can happen. Now that really is a brilliant idea. God's rescue mission, his people, that's you and me, using our gifts to the max, what does it equal? Unlimited potential to reach God's people. God's Rescue mission rests on you and me using our gifts to the full. Let's have a look at how this idea started in the world. So God is our loving creator. From the beginning of the world, God's idea was to rescue the world from selfishness, from corruption, and things that we know all about Broken dreams, loneliness, pain. You know, you may be our guest here today. I want to know that you're included in this brilliant idea. If you're trapped, as we all have been, by broken dreams and loneliness and pain, you can get in on this rescue. See me at the end of the service for more on that. Here's the second half of the equation. Once we've got God's brilliant idea, the rescue of the world, God chose good people to put his brilliant idea into action. You know, God brought this idea to earth at a time in history that's pretty much like our time in history and pretty much like the time when Timothy was living. So Paul could tell Timothy about the world, filled with people, self-absorbed, money-hungry, self-promoting, profane, contemptuous, crude, coarse, dog-eat-dog, unbending, slanderers, wild, savage, cynical, treacherous. Can you recognize things that are happening in our world that are like this? When the world was like this, God chose a person, much like you and me. His name was Abraham. God chose him to be his ambassador, just as he's choosing us. And he did this to draw lost people into a new life. It's that same brilliant idea that Paul is asking Timothy to give his all to. Well, Abraham said yes. God rested his mission on Abraham's shoulders, and then down through Abraham's faithful descendants, we get to Jesus. God's brilliant idea reaches perfection at that point. You see, Abraham gave his all for the mission, so did his descendants. Jesus gave his all. Paul gave his all shortly after this letter was written to Timothy. He was a martyr for Jesus. And I think God is asking you to give your all. And by the way, if you're our guest today, all you need to know is that Jesus died, gave his all, so that you can be forgiven. Come and talk to me after the service. Here's that equation... God's rescue mission plus God's people doing what he says. Jesus told his followers before he left the earth that all of them would have a unique part to play in the unique, brilliant idea of rescue. And that's what Paul is reminding Timothy about. He was calling Timothy to throw himself into the work of helping the church Concentrate on doing your best for God, writes Paul, so that everyone God calls will get in on the salvation of Christ. Timothy was a humble person, just like you, involved in the church, just like you, a little church at Ephesus. There were problems and challenges in the church, just like there are here Paul knew that Timothy had a very important part to play in that little church and that that little part would take Timothy's all. Have you committed your all? That's the big question. What about you and Door of Hope? And what does Door of Hope's rescue mission look like? And what's your part in it? You know, we've let you in fully on what God's mission for us is, just as Paul let Timothy in on what his hopes were for the little church at Ephesus. Here's a reminder it's our clear as daylight mission. A thousand people finding hope, growing our ability to invite, growing mercy and introducing Jesus to new people. It's all laid out in our 2020 vision statement and you can get that anytime at Hope Central. You know, this is a big task, but Paul reminds Timothy he's made for more. He's got everything he needs for the mission. In the book, in the story, in the letter that Paul writes to Timothy, He reminds Timothy of a very special thing that he was given, a gift coming down through his family, the gift of faith. I want you to ask yourself, what is that inheritance that you have received, your spiritual gift that I think you're taking for granted a little bit? Timothy got another beautiful gift and it came to him when his mentor Paul laid hands on him. He got another wonderful gift and he was filled with the Holy Spirit. Now we're not told exactly what that gift is, but my guess is it was a gift of leadership and of pastoring. Did you know at this point in our history, we need the gifts of leadership and pastoring more than ever What if that is your gift and you don't know? We can't move forward without you. Friends, this matters. Timothy was totally prepared by God through his family, through his gifts, through being mentored to take that church forward. That's what gifts are for. And the amazing thing is that all those things come together. It's like a miraculous lineup of the things that are just right for the church that you're in. You are here for a purpose. Let's just look back in history for a moment at the idea of things coming together. We call it convergence. Did you know that the slave trade in the British Empire ended? in large part due to the persistence of a wonderful Christian called William Wilberforce. William was given everything he needed from God to fight this huge battle and win. His gifts, his abilities and the opportunities all came together. He had independent wealth so he could pursue a career in politics. He had the the ability to speak convincingly and win arguments. God rescued William from his own slavery, which was gambling. That's my favourite bit of this story. And he filled him with the gifts of leadership, there it is again, and faith. God also gave William the right friends, including the current Prime Minister, William Pitt. For 50 years, did you hear that? 50 years This is the long game, folks. You may be just starting. Stick with us. Your role may be hugely significant for the next 30 years and we can't move forward without you. Just after William's death, in 1834, Parliament passed the Slavery Abolition Act. It still makes me weep and slavery was abolished in the British Empire. But this just isn't about history, it's about you. And it's about me. What is God calling you to do? God has given you a wonderful convergence. All the things that have happened to you in your life, all the abilities that you have, the gifts that you don't yet know about, They're all coming together so that we can all move forward together in our rescue mission. God gave you passions. They're part of the story. Who are you passionate about? Single mums? The youth? Hurting people? Whatever floats your boat, God's going to have you there working in the boat that loves to float for you. It's perfect. And I know that some of you have significant hurts, and that's okay too. That's me. God rescued me from the mess that my life was in. And because I know from personal experience, I'm betting that your pain and your past is a perfect fit for what God has in mind for you. You don't have to run for it. Bring it forward. Get some help. Move on to victory. I have facilitators who've been working with us for 10 years. Boy, were they messed up when they arrived. But I set them straight to work rescuing others. And they soon grew the strength. And they came to realise these hurts are an advantage. As I receive healing, I can reach out. The question is, and this is the only question, will you seize the moment and step out with us using your uniqueness? I want you to realise that your spiritual gift is a treasure and it will complement, it will go with everything you already are. God does ask us to be generous with our gifts. So, maybe you don't know much about your gift. Listen up, a short course in gifts. A gift is a God-given ability given to everyone who accepts Jesus to share his love. Here's a list of some of the gifts. I don't think I've caught them all, and I can't tell you about all of them. I'm just going to call out a few so you can recognise some. But there are others here that you won't recognise. How will you know if that's your gift? I know for sure we need that gift. Administration. Discernment creative expression, faith, giving, helping, leadership, mercy, pastoring. You can read for yourself all about the gifts in the scripture. And there's a slide there that has all the texts for you. Paul tells Timothy just to get to work using what he's got. And he uses this beautiful picture of containers in a kitchen. Now, in a kitchen... Possibly, or in the dining room, there's crystal and silver. Yeah, we know that. There's also buckets for compost. Every container counts, does it not? Especially in a kitchen. Have a look at all these different kind of containers. My favourite would have to be the compost container. Of course, we all long to be the crystal fruit bowl at the end. The thing is, whatever your size and shape, we need you. And how do you discover your shape? Rick Warren has the perfect answer to that question. He says, just start serving. You'll soon discover your gifts. What better advice? And another spiritual giant put it this way, God's gifts are on the bottom shelf. The lower you stoop, the more gifts you'll get, how about that? Join me, let's stoop low. Here are two definite steps that I want you all to do if you haven't done them. Take out your pen, write this down. Number one, go to Hope Central after the service and sign up for Shape. It will teach you how to put together your abilities, your history, your passions and your gifts and you'll have a much better idea how to serve. At the same time, and this is number two, sign up to serve, both things together, not one before the other. Both of them together, then we'll get results, and you will start to fly. Friends, there is no greater joy than living in your gifting and your ability and your history, knowing who you are with the mask off. Amen? Okay, good. A few of you need to learn this, I think. Not enough amens at that point. So head to Hope Central. You don't have to know what you're signing up for, haha. We will help you to make a good fit. And a good rule of thumb is start simple and often. There are always spaces for everyone to be doing something. A few other guidelines about gifts. I'm going to rush through them, you'll learn this on Shape. Everyone gets a gift. God doesn't make it hard to discover your gift. Your gifts get better as you use them. Once you're in your sweet spot, you'll know. Discovering your gifts isn't the goal, using them is. Don't give up after your first go at serving. Oh, I didn't like the way she told me to do that. Or, they didn't give me lunch. They're like beginning problems, right? You've got to keep going through all that. You bring the lunch. Find a mentor. Paul was Timothy's mentor. And for goodness sake, keep spending 20 minutes in the chair. God's word will guide you. There's nothing like the written word of God for showing you the way. Every part of scripture is God-breathed and useful, showing us truth, exposing our rebellion, correcting our mistakes, training us through the word we're put together and shaped up. Well, dear church, Paul believed in Timothy, and I so believe in you. In fact, I think I believe in you more than you believe in yourself. You have shown me, all of you, that you are generous, loving, loyal, clever and so, so precious, each of you in your uniqueness. God's favour rests on you. But wait, you were made for more. Now, look, I can inspire you with a beautiful idea and little clips about honey and crystal bowls, but the thing is, this is actually about committing to more. I'm asking you to commit more than you ever had. Did you know that research tells us that 75% of Christians never use and develop their gifts? That's just not good enough. Did you know research tells us 20% of you are doing 80% of what needs to be done to take us forward. You do the maths on that. But here's another glorious fact. Nearly a quarter of the people who arrive for Sunday services here are guests, people who are searching for answers. You see, God is trusting us with more, and you are made for more. So the thing is, what's your next step? Now I know, for example, you're very good at inviting. Well done. But how about this? How about next time you invite a guest, you invite them to church plus alpha and attend alpha with them? That's our church at work on 2020 vision. It's the next step, not just what we've achieved. There's too much at stake here. Jesus told the parable of the master whose servant hid his gift in the ground. When the master returned, the servant's gift was stripped from him and the servant was thrown into outer darkness, a place of weeping and utter frustration. Dear friends, I don't want you going away weeping, frustrated by an unproductive life. I want you here with me, doing what you were born to do. We can't reach the finish line without you. Today I've asked a few people to join me on stage. Could you come up now, please? As they come, the team's gonna play a clip and it's a group of people in their sweet spot using their gifts. Let's watch and listen as they come. I am a child Lift up your cards high, folks. These are the gifts that they're using. The thing is, you can find your gift and you can find your sweet spot. We're giving you a personal invitation today to step up for more. Can I ask all of you to flip your cards, please? These are the places that these people are currently serving in. Isn't it fabulous? You know, yay, keep holding those high. Where could we go and what could we do and what new things could God entrust to us if you were all up here with me? It would be fantastic your gift matters. Don't be afraid. You're a special child of God who has a wonderful part to play in his rescue mission. Thank you. You may return to your gifts. We all got a thrill out of planning and doing that. There is nothing like the thrill of serving in your gifting to the max. Listen, if you're serving at 50%, go to 60. If you're serving at 85, Go to 95, and if you're at 100, get on your knees and ask God to make another 10% that's beyond you, because he will. That's worth clapping about. Before I leave the stage, I want to ask something of you. If you're committed, even if it's only 50%, and using your gift, could you stand, please? If you're committed in this church and using your gift, can you stand? Now, that should at least be all the people who are on stage. A big well done to you. And from my heart, I'm saying, what does your next 10% look like? You can do it. And now, to those of you who haven't made a commitment but today you're choosing to commit, stay standing please, stay standing. If today you're choosing to commit and find your gift and use it with us, even although you don't have the faintest clue, would you stand with us please? Thank you, thank you, thank you. Let me pray and then I'm done. You may sit down. Thank you, Lord, for this brilliant idea, this idea of rescue. And may we honor you with everything we have to do the work that you've called us to do, amen.